0: boom there it is ladies and gents we're ready to rock and roll on another one and almost literally because i don't know about you guys but music is my thing and today's guest is helping you interact with the artist in a whole new way let's get this one on the road here we go shut up and sit down look a business can give you everything you want in life prestige wealth freedom it can also take everything away from you this show is for those who are willing to take that risk Alrighty, Web 3.0 is right around the corner, and there are a number of industries setting themselves up to thrive in this new space. NFTs and blockchain technology are still new and oftentimes misunderstood, but today's guest is here to help us simplify the process and take both technologies and apply them to the music industry. If you're interested in learning how digital assets in music industry are helping to bridge the gap between the artists and the fans, then this episode is for you. Let's welcome to the show from Solomusic.io, Baron Salomon! Hey man, I warned you, it was going to be a good time. You ready to rock and roll?
1: Holy cow, that is the, this is definitely the most hype podcast that I have ever been a part of, for sure. I had no idea what I was getting myself into tonight. This is, and we uh, even got
0: Senator Porter up here yelling at two business bros, that's what I'm talking I about, man. It. All right, all right, it. Baron. let's do this thing, man. Uh, there's so many different ways that you could have used Web 3.0 coming out. You could have used NFTs in a number of different ways, blockchain technology. What got you here, man? Why are you doing this?
1: Yeah, definitely. Great question. So, you know, my entire career has been in IT and I spent a lot of time helping people understand really complex technology and helping them apply it to their businesses and understand how, you know, a lot of people have a very negative relationship with technology in a business and they view it um, not as an ally and as an asset, but as a necessary evil to what they do. And so, you know, part of my job early on, Was to help people understand how specifically cloud, you know, the cloud could really benefit their companies, benefit their businesses, moving from physical infrastructure to virtual infrastructure, um, you know, was a huge part of what I did. And I saw a lot of the same conversations that I'm now having with blockchain. Around what is this? This is terrifying. I don't understand it. But the actual practical business application of what this can mean for not just music, but a lot of industries um, is absolutely undeniable. And so, you know, I found my way into this because I wanted to help regular people understand that blockchain is truly an instrument of the people. And this is not something that is, you know, here to enrich the entrenched, if you will. This is really more of an opportunity for regular people to have more direct control over their assets, um, you know, specifically their digital assets. And so I wanted to help make that a reality. And music has always been an extreme passion of mine. My family's in music. I'm in music. Um, And so it just made sense to take my two skill sets and sort of uh, find a way to apply them together. So that's how I got where I am right now.
0: Man, the adoption of technology—it's a funny pathway. I—I I, I literally was talking about corded phones the other day, and I teach high school students. They're seventeen years old. They're looking at me like, I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. Like that doesn't even exist, right? Right. Uh, right. I was watching a movie with Kevin Hart, and he was—you know—in this movie, he—he's like a—he made this CD, and he wanted to get his—you know—he wanted to pass out music, and they're like, I don't even have a CD player. Like, well, how do I even get that digital asset to work? Like, how does it work, anyways? Right. And it, it reminds me of like this COVID period. Video calls were not really a thing. They were around prior to COVID, but it isn't until something major happens that we tend to adopt this new technology. Mm -hmm. How do you feel about the public adopting, I mean, blockchain technology? How are they going to make it so that we can understand it and use
1: it? Yeah. So I, I think, you know, my, my perception of this is uh, a little different from a lot of your more typical like Web3 folks. My opinion is that blockchain will not be adopted until it is cheaper, faster and better than what is currently on the marketplace in terms of technological solutions. You know, it's oftentimes that people in Web3, I feel like get really bogged down with you know, a misunderstanding of, Hey, not everybody is as excited and passionate. You know, some people are really skeptical about this. Some people just don't understand this technology. And so until we can reach a place where you can log into a website, interact with that website, and it's the same exact experience. And they don't really even have a clue that there's much of web three involved. I feel like we're going to struggle to achieve adoption. I mean, you have a lot of things in blockchain that really scare people, right? Wallets, seed phrases, cryptocurrencies, NFTs, I mean, you know, even my own family, when they see somebody purchase a picture of a chimpanzee for $300,000, that just doesn't make a whole lot of sense to people. Right. And so, you know, what my company is trying to do, what solo music really is trying to do is to bring this technology down to earth and to help people understand. Understand, hey, this is an advancement. This is a step forward, but it doesn't have to be confusing and it does not have to be, um, you know, really difficult to onboard yourself into. Like, for example, on our website, if you create a profile, um, you know, we actually create a crypto wallet for you in the background. Now you have no idea that we've done this. We just call it a profile. But it is a non-custodial, you know, you fully own it crypto wallet with your digital assets where you can store those and own those. Uh, You can check out with a credit card on our website, right? So I can have you on the site, registered with a Gmail and paying with a credit card, buying an NFT in less than five minutes. And it's a fully blockchain-based experience. So, you know, for us, it's really all about, hey, how do we simplify things to help people engage and sort of take those next steps in, you know, the adoption of this technology?
0: You gotta make it as easy as possible, cause if you don't, you're gonna have people like me doing this. That's not how it works. That's not how any of this works. Right, yeah. that's my wall. Right, how, how do we? I, it's it's like trying to get somebody to use the remote control when they've been walking up to the TV and turning the knob the whole time. You mm-hmm. you're, you're simplifying the process to to get into blockchain technology to to act to basically access it right because through through wallets and all that stuff so let me ask you the basic question what is solo music what, what what happens when you go there what's that experience
1: yeah definitely and this is a really interesting time for solo music so you know up until now if you go to the website that's listed at the bottom of the screen there you'll see some of the stuff that we've done with the country music awards and walker hayes and eric pasley and some more um you know big name artists right being in nashville Uh, we've had the good fortune we've got a great group of advisors you know a good co-founding team and so you know for us it's really all about how do we take the next step of not just working with these big artists and not just working with these big names but the mission of solo music is to make this technology accessible and adoptable for all and so actually later this month we're getting ready to roll out the version two of our platform which is essentially take everything that we did for walker hayes and cma and now you can do it yourself So we'll have a complete self-service onboarding process for musicians where they can create an artist profile. They can do NFTs that just have music. They can do art, they can do video and art. They can build digital communities with these because what an NFT represents is ownership of. Digi- a digital asset of some kind. And in this case, it's access, right? Access to a musician, access to the inner circle, if you will, of that musician's career. And so this is a place that we hope musicians can use to say, hey, here's a behind the scenes look at me before my concert next week. Hey, I'm playing this you know, song in the studio. Tell me what you guys think about this. Do you think this would make a good track for my next album? That kind of stuff. You know, your NFT really gets you access to that. And so we see it twofold for established artists. We see it as a great way to really serve your very core and dedicated base of fans. And for new artists, we see it as an opportunity to maybe raise a little cash right along the way cash flow your career through selling NFTs and it enables you to build a group of supporters that are now even above and beyond supportive because they own an asset that's directly tied to your career. And so if your career starts to skyrocket and take off, maybe that underlying asset that they own, which is that exclusive access to you as a musician also goes up in value as well. So, um, starting next month, you know, the site is going to completely be revamped and anybody who likes what they see on the existing site will be able to do all that for themselves
0: i like that makes it super easy to process and the way you were describing the access um it kind of reminds me of patreon right so like you get that excellent uh, you get that extra access to somebody behind the scenes maybe you get advanced ticket sales like all kinds of different stuff for being a patreon member how does that differ uh from music uh, solomusic.io
1: yeah that's a that's a great question so with this you know as a fan you actually get to own your access to this individual right and so it's not just paying a monthly subscription fee so essentially it's the idea of i own the house versus i rent the house right Hmm. i can pay patreon 10 bucks a month, 12 bucks a month, three bucks a month, you know, whatever it is that that artist wants to charge for that access. Or I can go on and buy an NFT, support that artist's career, and then I own that access to them for as long as that digital asset is recognized. And then for the artist, what I think this is really going to position people to do, you know, think about the people who first adopted Spotify, who first adopted YouTube, who first adopted Twitter, right? That was all web 2.0. And the people who got in early on that action were really able to capitalize on that early momentum and catapult their careers. Even Kevin Hart is a good example. He's a great example of a celebrity who really embraced this idea of social media early on and was able to capitalize on this. And so if you're already doing a fan club, if you're already looking for ways to engage with your more core fans, managing a digital community up until this point has been an extremely difficult thing. You had to figure out Discord and Twitter and Zoom and all these other crazy things. What we've really done is take that entire community management process and put it all in one website where you don't have to worry about gating that access. You don't have to learn all these other tools. You can manage it all right in one place, and it's going to enable you to be at the forefront of really what is coming. Because if you look at it, what we're doing right now with NFTs. I mean, we have barely scratched the very, you know, tip of the iceberg of what this technology is going to represent long term. And so if you want to be at the cutting edge and you're already doing some of these things, maybe it's a good idea for you to go ahead and take a stab at web3, move your fan base over into that space so you're positioned for what's coming next.
0: So when you talk about owning it, I, I right away, I started thinking, you know, for me in the real estate space, right, it's control and transferability. I have mm-hmm. control over this particular asset. It can possibly go up in value, and I can pass it on to my heirs or, or sell it off if I need to. Does it have the same properties when you're talking about owning the NFTs? 100%
1: absolutely and even if you want to take that real estate example even further and this is not necessarily possible just yet at scale but it absolutely will be you know you own a commercial real estate building you rent that out to people right you're able to establish passive cash flow let's say i own access to drake's digital community but for whatever reason i'm just not really using it right now right i could actually prospectively lease that nft to somebody who wanted access to drake's community i'm making passive income they're getting access- Access to the content that they love and drake's not losing anything because he's already sold that nft and every time there's a transaction that occurs around that he's actually clipping some of the profits from that so it really is a way for you to sort of the again digital assets taking them into something that is more you know tangible and ownable and dividable it really gives you more control over what you own on the web and your presence there
0: that's a that's a great way to kind of put it um, owning a piece being able to lease out or rent the piece because i i for me it's like i'm not a raider fan right but right. the raiders are in las vegas so i've considered buying season tickets for the raiders and selling off the games that i don't want to go to because everybody wants to go to vegas and then yeah, why not watch the game right so it's same kind of concept with the nft and the artists that you buy into Like, I might be loving that artist and then kind of my mind changes, but I still own it. I can use it or sell it or rent it out to anybody else to be able to use access to that particular artist. Or maybe, you know, I get my kids to experience what I got to experience as I was growing up. That's super cool. What kind of uh, problems have you run into? Troubles that... You know every entrepreneur has as you start up a, a platform like this what are some of the things that you've you've run into as far as roadblocks and how have you overcome them
1: yeah definitely i, I would give you two specific ones one is when we've been working with these more popular artists Um, You know, the music industry is an extremely convoluted place from a contract perspective. Somebody can own somebody's image, somebody else can own their likeness, somebody else can own their voice, somebody else can own their music, somebody else can own their writing. I'm not kidding. I mean, it can be subdivided into that many different categories of legality and hoops that you have to jump through in order to actually access these musicians. That's why everybody in the space is going, man, blockchain can really change so much in the music industry because they have actually fragmented this to a place where sometimes people don't even know what they're getting themselves into. I mean, I have specific examples of people like a songwriter that we work with. There's another gentleman who has his same name and they send his royalty checks by accident to that other guy sometimes. I mean, this space is so convoluted and so backlogged with legal issues that you know for us one of the problems has been hey we have musicians that want to engage they want to be in the space but they don't know how to approach their label or they don't know how to approach their manager about how contractually we need to structure this and so um you know one of the things that we have done to really hopefully break down some barriers for the people that even come behind us is we've had to spend a lot of time sitting at the table with these guys going okay You do own access to this you don't own access to that that means that we can use your face but we can't use your voice or we can use your lyrics but we can't use um you know your image or whatever it is and so one of the problems that we've dealt with is we have a ton of willingness from the artists to participate in what we're doing it's just the legal framework surrounding the industry is so convoluted sometimes it makes it difficult for us to navigate but We've been able to be creative, um, you know, and really come up with what, in my opinion, are some really good solutions for how to, uh, um, you know, navigate those waters. And then the second thing that we've had to face is just being in such a new space, you know, finding engineers and technicians and, you know, mm-hmm. people to come alongside us and work with us on this project, um, you know, has been a, a, a challenge to be hundred percent honest with you. I mean, it takes a long time to identify top talent hiring. Any entrepreneur knows this is one of the most difficult things that you'll ever do. Finding good people, retaining good people, making sure you're, you know, uh, everybody's in the right seat on the bus to use a good to great reference for you there. Um, you know, but, we have really identified this as, okay, not only do we have to find the right types of people that believe in Solo's mission and want to be on board with what we're doing, do they actually have the technical skill set to come in and support us? Because a lot of the smart contract development is written in a language called solidity. There are not too many developers that are running around right now that just have a huge CV with you know solidity Solidity development on there. And so um, you know, for us, being able to keep up with the demand from a technology perspective has been something that we've had to really pay special attention to um, and be really mindful about. Um, you know, but fortunately enough, we've been able to partner up with the right folks so far and find our way to a situation that works. But that was definitely something where I would say we bumped our head against the ceiling a couple times before we fi- found that you know, breakthrough moment of, okay, we feel like we finally got this figured out.
0: There's a there's a company called Fullscale.io, and all they do is sub out developers with all yeah. kinds of massive skills. They're you know uh, Matt uh DeCourcy is one of the uh, one of the co-founders and owners of Fullscale.io. Had him on the show a couple times. Did some amazing things with him. They're doing some great stuff. If you guys need programmers, you need, need people out there to do that sort of stuff. Check out Fullscale.io for sure. We'll um, do. Let me talk about up and coming artists cuz you're having contract issues of course with artists who are already successful, right? Because yes. early on in the music industry, it was getting your 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 voice out, getting your album out. That was the problem. Distribution was an issue. Today, we don't have distribution issues. You got you got artists that are coming up on TikTok that are putting their own music out but they just don't know what that next step is. They don't have convoluted contracts because they don't have any contracts quite yet. Mm-hmm. What What can an up-and-coming artist do to become involved in something like this and maybe benefit from all the lessons that they're going to learn as far as the contracts that they might get into and and kind of lock themselves in here digitally?
1: Yeah, 100%. So, you know, from from our perspective, new and up and coming artists actually stand to benefit the most from this technology. You know, we're working with these uh, big names, you know, these entrenched brands, people who have like you described contracts and, you know, labels that they report to and different things like that. But for an up and coming artist, it's going to give way way more people the ability to make a living doing what they love because mm. now you do not have to find 100,000 people to stream your song, you know, what you're going to make pennies off of, to be 100% honest with you. You can find your core thousand fans who just dig what you do, love your stuff, love your art. And through the sale of NFTs, you can actually make, you know, 80, 100, $150,000 a year off of music catering to a smaller audience. Because previously, it was very difficult to find a way to have them financially support you. Through the sale of NFTs, you actually are able to give them value because now they own an asset that represents their ownership and access to you. But you have the good benefit of taking home 95% of what you're able to sell that asset for, right? Because most exchanges, even the top exchanges, um, you know, they're five to 10% is what the fee that they're taking. And for a lot of folks, if you sign a deal with a major label, yeah, they may give you a big advance, but it's going to take you a long time to make that cash back up before you actually see any extra, extra money from that. And if you're somebody who maybe is more of that niche artist, or you're from an area of the country where you can't garner that kind of attention. Now, obviously you talked about it. Listen, social media has broken down a lot of barriers for people. There are a lot more people now who are able to find that crowd. And so I think this is the natural next step, the natural evolution to that. Okay. First you got your, you know, 10,000 TikTok followers or your 50,000 TikTok followers. Now, how do you take those 50,000 new fans that you have? and actually monetize them in a way that's going to allow you to continue to pursue your passion and pursue your art. NFTs and building a digital community, connecting with those fans, delivering them value consistently, that can absolutely do it for folks. And then long-term, you know, labels should be a little bit shaken in their boots here. Now there's a lot of reasons why you need a label. There's a lot of good work that is being done at labels. I don't want to completely write them off because I have friends that work there and, you know, I think they do really good stuff, but this is gonna provide a lot more options for people when it comes to the way that they choose to pursue their musical career. Royalties is something that we have not been able to really dip our toe into all that much just because the Securities and Exchange Commission still views royalties as a security in the United States of America. But we're you know, constantly battering down those doors. I know there's legislation talks going on all the time about finding some happy medium there so that I, as an artist, could sell a portion of my future cash flows to raise money against my career. And what we've done is we've actually used a, a drop with Eric Pazley, who's an established artist, right? Eric wanted to try this out. He wanted to do this. So he actually sold 10% of his last release. All of the streaming revenue that comes in from that album will be distributed to NFT holders. And we can actually do that just through the NFT. So whatever wallet you own that has that NFT, I can send royalties directly there without any involvement from you or having to worry about who owns that asset, where they reside on the face of planet Earth. None of that matters to me. I know that you own 1% of the royalties, so I push 1% to that NFT every single time. So it's really going to open a lot of doors for people in terms of just the overall options they have for how they choose to pursue their musical career.
0: So you kind of mentioned some of the recurring stuff, right? Which is super cool when you have album sales. Uh, but like a lot of the NFTs, it's a one-time purchase. So the artist would need to continue to sell NFTs and grow his community as he go, as he works through his career. Um, is there any way for recurring revenue through the NFTs that you have? Um, and then for the fans, how mm-hmm. do we take that crypto and turn it to cash? Something I can like pay my rent with.
1: Yeah, definitely. So on the first subject, when it comes to um, you know actually getting involved and you know wanting to participate in this and paying out royalties on chain and all that sort of stuff, the the bridges to do this right now are not a hundred percent built yet at scale. Right, that's why you don't see this happening in mass. You have a lot of people who are very curious about the, you know, the issue of royalties and wanting to participate in royalties, um, you know, but maybe they haven't taken that step to actually do something from a technological perspective just yet, because There's still so much gray area around this. We're still, you know, feeling our way through this brand new space and this brand new technology, uh, you know, but I'm very hopeful that in the next couple of years, we have some more, you know, definition around what is actually being asked of these folks when it comes to purchasing and selling these assets and monthly recurring is a huge piece of that. Because if I have, for example, like I talked about earlier, owning Um, access to Drake's community if I can then sublease or you know portion off a portion of that and charge somebody maybe monthly to have access to that well is the musician selling me a security in the beginning because now I have an opportunity to actually make money off of it down the line there's a lot of things that come into play what we're doing actually is we're working with musicians to come up with some um, monthly NFTs. So maybe you have a fan who is not wanting to commit that capital to buy you know, permanent access, right? Long-term access. How can I purchase an NFT that gives me access just for the month? Because again, I don't want everybody to see the Web 2 and the Web 3. Everybody in Web 3 or not everybody, a lot of people in Web 3 are like, Web 3 fixes everything. Web 3 does not fix everything. There are some problems that still need to be solved with Web 2. But I think a happy place exists where you can get a marriage of the two. The point is not that Web3 completely replaces Web2. It's Web3 comes alongside to complement Web2. So maybe you have a way for somebody to pay you monthly, right, if they want monthly recurring access to your music. But if I become a super fan and I want to own my access permanently, I want to go ahead and take that jump. Make that big purchase. Maybe that's your bridge. Maybe that's your stair step. And so mm. we're actually, you know, working on that recurring payments right now. I anticipate, you know, probably middle of next year we'll be rolling something out around that to give artists an opportunity to do that. All of this is still so new. Um, a lot of the payment rails, Web2 payment rails that so we have, credit card payments. That's still a huge barrier for us from a technology perspective because you know payments on chain. The whole point of blockchain is that it's Faster and more secure electronic payments. That's literally why he created Bitcoin. That's what he says in the white papers. So, you know, for us, we need time to allow the Web2 rails to sort of catch up with Web3 before we feel like we can make those monthly credit card payments and different things like that seamless and scalable. And then, um, I'm so sorry. Hey, can you remind me of the last? I just talked about that for so long. No, I think I you answered questions. it.
0: It was transferring the, 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 um, the oh, dude, the cash. money. Yeah, so yeah.
1: now that's that's easy as pie. Now, the wallet that you use probably just has a transfer exchange button where you can actually move it over and you can change it into USD, USDC, and actually send it to a checking account directly from, like, inside your MetaMask wallet or a phantom wallet. They actually have those capabilities now where you can just move it into dollars and actually send it right to your account. So the on-ramp and off-ramp for cryptocurrency is – just as simple as pie. I mean, there's, there's, you know, services like MoonPay. I don't know if you've seen MoonPay, uh, you know, but they're making it crazy easy. I mean, you can jump on their site and actually embed crypto within your own website in just a few minutes now. So, wow. um, you know, it's, it's pretty easy to do.
0: There's another uh, company that I interviewed about 12 episodes ago. Uh, It's episode 1012 called labelcoin.io. And it's very similar to what you're doing. I think it's a little bit different because they're focusing their attention on the royalties. I just figured I'd mention it because there's always people that are like, could have so much synergy if they're like working on very similar projects yeah Um, you know that's the way it works so his name is mark miller uh labelcoin.io was his website figured i'd let you know and you can you can check it out as well because i think a lot of people are working on this pro like i mean not enough people are working on this type of project right but there are Mm -hmm. enough people that you guys are going to move the needle and when when it really gets adopted you're set up to really scale this. I mean, you you have some country artists on there, but there's so many other genres that yeah. just are w- waiting to be tapped, right, and waiting to be, like, let loose on, on society, and, and, you know, TikTok is, is definitely helping, SoundCloud's definitely helping, but you guys are giving them the opportunity to just focus their attention on their art, on their craft, rather than you know, flipping burgers in the morning and then trying to write songs at night. You're giving yeah. them the opportunity to, to make their dreams come true and finance it. So that's super, super incredible. Um, I want to make sure that if, if, you know, before we run out of time, if people want to find out more, either they're a fan and they want to become, you know, get into this uh, this industry with, through their NFTs, yeah. or they're an artist that wants
1: to get started.
0: How can people do that?
1: 100%. So if you're an artist that wants to get started, I would say, uh Give us about three weeks and then go to the site, uh, solo music.io. I mean, it really is a self-service process, it's like building a Twitter profile, an Instagram profile, anything like that. So, um, you know, if you wanted to get started, we could actually have you on the platform, build a profile. You can actually have NFTs up for sale in less than 15 minutes if you want to with this stuff. So it's really easy. It's dead simple. I would say just wait just a little bit longer. In the meantime, my advice to all artists is learn about the space. Learn what moves the needle in the industry. Web3 is a very tightly knit crowd. And if you tap into that crowd, there are some extremely lucrative opportunities for up and coming musicians. They love people who are embracing Web3. So go find those circles and start plugging yourself in there. And then, uh, you know, for anybody who wants to just check us out, that's really easy. You can follow us on Twitter, follow us on Instagram. You can follow me, um, you know, any of that stuff that, you know, you can tap into where it's about to get really loud across all of our socials as we're getting ready to roll out this V2, which is why I'm starting, you know, back on the train of, of doing stuff like hanging out with you tonight. So, um, you know, just uh, come in and, and hang out with us for a little bit here. And I promise in the next few weeks, you're going to see some crazy updates that are absolutely going to blow your mind.
0: So like I said, ladies and gentlemen, I love music. And I'm I'm not big on going to concerts, me personally, but my wife loves them. And I have students that just are dying to be part of this experience. And if you get to go to solomusic.io, uh, you get to enter into a new experience that other people just haven't had yet. You get an opportunity to see the behind the scenes, maybe get some tickets in advance, maybe talk to the artist and put in your two cents into whatever they're going to be doing on their next album how cool is that make sure you guys check it out Solo solomusic.io solomusic.io it'll be up and running in about three weeks so the today's september 1st so towards the end of september get out there check it out listen to music experience the artist it's going to be a great time baron thank you very much for coming on the show i got one more question for you you're, yeah you've been doing a lot of these man you've been hopping on podcasts you're about to do a lot more going forward but what was your experience like on the business bros
1: It was unbelievable, man. Come on. You hyped me up. You gave me a theme song. I got some sick welcome videos. There were some clips involved. What in the world are you talking about? This was great. Most of the time, this is so stale. So this has been awesome. I I really appreciate you having me on 100%.
0: Thanks, brother. Very kind words. Ladies and gents, that's what it comes down to. Podcast Like a Pro. You guys need help getting started. Make sure you guys go to businessbros.biz. We can help you with all your social media content or start a show, but do it the right way. Let us show you how we get it done. BusinessBros.biz.